Hey there, and welcome back to A Conversation for One podcast, the podcast where I ramble on about, you know, topics like horror, sci-fi, multimedia, film franchises, theme parks, Canadiana, and so much more. I know I'm probably missing one or two things there, but hey. So this one, I, I you know, you guys know, you know this. I, bit, I was a little bit behind uh, for July um, for a multitude of reasons. But today I had a small window of time, and this is a topic I've been like really meaning to get to. So fasten your seatbelts, because this is going to be kind of an old school episode. I, I, got, I don't even know. Can I say old school? I've only been doing this for like eight or nine months now. But my first few episodes were very much like this. Like, I have a little bit of time, and I am just going to air out my thoughts, and it's going to be all over the place. So buckle your seatbelts, because I am about to talk about the Conjuring franchise. So The Conjuring franchise is easily one of my favorite franchises in the horror genre and also one of my most detested, but not because I, I hate it. It's, it's, it's not that. It's just like, it's because of how widely it all fluctuates. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, so first of all, you have The Conjuring 2013. It comes out. It is a, it is a solid film that starts and ends with itself. It is just a, an, a film that isn't trying to make a franchise. It is a film that is just trying to do the best it can with what it has, and good lord, does it ever. It is borderline a perfect film in so many ways. Sure, you can pick flaws with it, but I every time I see it, and I've seen it now, I would have to say about 10 times since 2013, every time it, it messes with me, every time I enjoy it, I'm never sick of it, I don't check my phone, I am watching it start to finish. You have Ed and Lorraine Warren, played by the, the perfect cast, like, Vera Farminga isn't my favorite actress, not even close, but she is perfect for the role. Patrick Wilson, perfect, perfect. I love them together. I buy their bond. I buy their relationship. I buy their love. I, I just, I, they make it so believable too. And I, I am a, like a little bitch for this. I can't get enough of it. Whenever something is just even remotely anchored to real life, like, yeah, like these people were real and this story potentially happened I'm like oh my god that makes it so much scarier and I'm so involved with it in this film the prologue opens up you have Annabelle the doll and good lord lord help me I am going to just rip Annabelle the doll apart in a second here but it opens up and it's creepy because Annabelle is creepy it's a it's a demonic possession of the doll and it's like these kids and it opens up with the date and these kids are getting fucked with with this doll it's very much like Key West Robert the doll where it's just, it's not hurting them, but it's like fucking with them. And that to me is always more scary than a doll trying to kill you. Because if like the doll's trying to kill you, you know at that point you're going to die. If a doll's fucking with you all the time, all the time, you can't get rid of it. So coming back to the door, miss me, all that stuff, it's fucking, you're, you're at that point, you're going to kill yourself because like it, you, it is overwhelming to me, more scary. In The Conjuring, you have Bathsheba. Bathsheba, Bathsheba, and she is like a force to like not be fucked with. In the film, she's like put a curse on this entire land. People have been killing themselves, killing their kids. 
she can take over people. She is literally a person who became more powerful than a demon. And it's fucking crazy when you think about it. None of the other films recognize how powerful she is. They literally base the rest of the franchise off of what's what's scary and what sells. And it just, it totally, right off the get-go, the more you add different sources into the pot, sometimes it doesn't make the stew better. Now, I will give this, I will say this, the Conjuring franchise is actually pretty strong for keeping consistency with dates, keeping consistency with character arcs, keeping consistency with um, like the actual narrative. What it's not consistent with is like power types, um, what causes certain hauntings, what causes certain possessions, how you get rid of them. It's fucking all over the place. And the biggest factor is that first Annabelle movie and then everything else. It's the series, God bless them. They've, they've gone out of their way to fix stuff. But all of their films rely now on heavy, heavy retcons. And it pisses me off to jump back to The Conjuring there for a second. When you have the Sheba and she's like latched onto Lorraine and she's like, all right, I'm going to fuck with you now. She's like now targeting her daughter and like opens up the gate to take Annabelle. So like using Annabelle. So Annabelle is not stronger than Bathsheba. Bathsheba is the one controlling Annabelle, the one who's like got Annabelle. If you've seen Annabelle Comes Home, in that film, Annabelle is somehow like the be-all, end-all and is controlling all these other malevolent forces and um, basically like all of these different evils and curses. Somehow this demon which isn't a demon anymore. That's a whole other fucking thing. Like, I don't understand. Okay, let me just cut myself off before, and I hope I don't forget about that part. But, so Bathsheba is, like, unstoppable. It takes everything. It takes, like, like remembering who she, like, the mom to remember who she is, like, basically calling on God, calling on her, like, family, and, like, doing, like, this makeshift exorcism. And it, it, it just works by, like, the skin of their teeth. And it's just this powerful, moving moment. And you're like, holy fuck. And you think, like, if it took everything like that to just get rid of this this thing that was, like, scarier and more powerful than the, the first thing that they were fucking with from the beginning, the Annabelle, it's like, I don't know what else they could do in the rest of these films. Then the first Annabelle movie comes out, and you're like, what the actual fuck? First of all, it's a spinoff. You, when you make a spinoff to an almost nearly perfect film, that film better be fucking good. The fact that that film's resting at like a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes when The Conjuring's like at 92, it's like, hey, who let this go to market? Like, who? Like, they should be shot on sight. Like, this film is literally what tears everything apart. Everything. It is the weakest film in the franchise, and the rest of the franchise has been juggling trying to keep up with, with it since. So in the beginning of The Conjuring, we've established Annabelle's lore, we've established what Annabelle is, what, what causes Annabelle to be like that, and Annabelle is marked the fuck up. So then when you get the brand new Annabelle movie, and Annabelle's like this brand new doll, and you're like, okay, like it doesn't entirely make sense how this happened, or like why this doll's here, especially when it's so close to whatever happened. And then it's just like how they get rid of Annabelle in this. Annabelle is like this like, deep malevolent force that's not tied really to demons but tied more so to people again they'll retcon this later but it's like what the fuck literally there was one part in the annabelle movie that scared the shit out of me and i I hope you know the one i'm talking about it's when mia that's like the main girl's name which i love that name by the way she's coming up the stairs and she's like 
she hears something, she looks back, and then boom, she sees like the eyes at the bottom of the stairs, literally would shit in my pants. There'd be so much shit, like the demon would have a tough time getting up the stairs because he'd be slipping the slide and fucking all over the place. That's literally the scariest part. The rest of the film is a, 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 like a quite literally a snooze fest. A snooze fest. I don't understand why they let that go. And then you have um, like literally the token, like wise, spiritual black lady who... God, it's killing me that I can't think of her name. She's like a very well-established actress. I love her. It's a shame that she had to be in this film. But she's like, don't worry, I'll sacrifice myself so Annabelle will leave you. But it doesn't make any sense. Why the fuck would they have to sacrifice themselves? Literally, Annabelle wants the body. That's what they say in the first movie. Like, demons don't possess um, dolls. They don't. They don't. You can't invite them in. They want you, right? So the fact that, like, this thing is just like, I need you to kill yourself so I spare the bait. Like, why is there deals? Why is there deals? Like, realistically, if that doll wanted to get into something, take the baby, right? I don't understand. It's like you get a free pass this whole time. Like, if you want to just go straight to killing, why even fuck with these people? I don't... I don't. I get, like, Annabelle's a con... It's so fucking messed up. But then, anyways, we get The Conjuring 2. And in The Conjuring 2, Annabelle's this, like, spirit to be reckoned with. We also see, like, Valak, who's the nun. And... <sighs> The nun could not feel any more shoehorned. Yes, it's scary. Yes, but the nun is very much like the Hulk, I feel, of this franchise. And by that I mean better with less. Like, less is more. When it's just a little bit, it's scary as fuck, right? It's kind of like that scene in It, you know, like the scary piece of art that comes out of the picture. If that was the bad guy the whole time, it wouldn't be that scary. In the moment, though, when it's like in the, um, the synagogue... It's scary as a motherfucker. It is terrifying. But if that was the thing the whole time and not Pennywise the Clown, not that scary, right? There's already so much going on in The Conjuring 2. We didn't really need Valak. But again, stronger in numbers. In Conjuring 2, pretty fucking scary. Having their own movie? No. It's enough. I didn't need that movie. I didn't need it. It's, it was terrible, by the way. Like, it just... Just because something is scary doesn't mean it needs a spinoff. And then when it gets a spinoff and it's popular, people are like, yeah, this was bad. This is dog shit. Like, it didn't work. It wasn't scary. There wasn't one time in The Nun that didn't scare me that wasn't a jump scare. And even then, the jump scares were beyond predictable. I felt like I was watching, like, a late 2000s film. Like, it didn't work. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to do The Nun too. No. And it's like, after The Conjuring 2, they're like, yeah, we're going to do, like, The Raggedy Man or whatever. It's like, it was not even that scary. Just because you have an idea of what a character is doesn't mean they get their own spinoff. I don't get it. Stop doing it. Stop. I'm glad it's on ice. I'm glad they're both on ice. And don't even get me started with La, La Llorona. I'm not even going to talk about that fucking film. <laughs> a, I haven't seen it. B, I was following the production for that. I was so excited for that film. And I was like, yes, this is going to be great. Some folklore shit. It's going to be good. And then they're like, oh, man, this might not sell to, like, whiteies. Like, North American audiences might not dig it. So let's recut this thing. And then they're like, ah, we recut a lot. So let's retool it, and then we'll add in a couple different scenes with a couple different characters, and we'll tie it into the Conjuring franchise very loosely. It's like, why? Why do that? You, A, didn't advertise it as part of the Conjuring universe, and B, now you've watered down the whole fucking series some more. Why would you do that? Why? Conjuring 1, amazing. Conjuring 2, it's actually very good. It is. It's sad as a motherfucker. Like, I don't know why they made it so sad. Constantly playing, like, Elvis. Fuck. Make, it just breaks me up. Plus, having, like, Valak be, like, the bad guy at the end. 
eh, not that necessary. But I mean, they did it, and they did it kind of well. And the whole family structure, again, constantly pulling on family structure, please, yes. Having, like, weird kids and stuff like that, like, uh, what is it, Annabelle Creation is the second film. I remember watching it. I didn't see it in theaters, unfortunately. But I watched it um, with the girlfriend, and I was literally yelling at the TV. A horror film should never get you that frustrated. Granted, it was scary, and it was a much better film than the first Annabelle. It was really good. Was it better than the first Conjuring movies? No, it wasn't at all. Not even close. But it did this thing where it's just like, yeah, we realized the first Annabelle fucked the dog. Like, it was bad. It was lazy. It didn't follow anything. We're just making a cheap cash-in. And they try their very best to rework it, to retcon it. And I give them props for it because, goddamn, they tried. Right? They really, really tried. And then when they did Annabelle Comes Home, I could not have been any more frustrated. That girl, Darling Danielle, like that tweet, Darling Danielle, more like dumbass Danielle. She literally fucking touches everything. And at this point, between Conjuring 1 and Annabelle Comes Home, Annabelle went from being like a creepy possessed doll that's a conduit. Not powerful, just has the ability to fuck with people, to being this almighty super being who is literally the strongest thing in this Conjuring universe, stronger than Valak, stronger than anything you've ever seen before, has the ability to conjure up other, like, lay-to-rest spirits and demons and curses, and is, like, going to tear shit up. Like, the only thing that's keeping her in check for some reason is holy water and, like, holy glass. And the first couple films, you're like, yeah, like, it's, she's a fucked up doll, don't fuck with it. In this film, it's just like, how does she not unlatch that fucking glass herself at that point? She, that spirit is so fucked up. Plus two, okay, jumping back, creation, it jumps from being like a demon. They're like, you're kind of buying like, okay, yeah, this makes more sense about Annabelle came to be. Also two, another brand new doll. So like, there's two fucking Annabelle dolls? No, they never retcon that. It's like, it doesn't make sense. Who the fuck is making these creepy dolls? Why are they being made? No, it doesn't happen like that. There's just one. I don't know. Why and then why make two? Why hasn't why isn't there I don't okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna breathe. I feel like I'm yelling at you guys. You guys did not make these mistakes, but I get heated when I'm talking about this stuff because it's just it's stupid as fuck. And also too, obviously if you haven't noticed, this is definitely gonna be explicit. I have been just swearing like crazy. I'm dealing with some stuff right now, so I feel like the best way to air it out is by talking about talking about the Conjuring franchise. Um, and then two, it's like the demon at the beginning of creation, and you're like, okay, yeah, I, I kind of, I'm kind of buying this. And then it's like, oh, it's actually like their little girl. This makes kind of sense, but it stays as the little girl for a bit. It's just like, if it's a conduit, it can't really conjure itself as, as a demon, so it can't shapeshift. It's people who are like making the movie, getting like fast and loose with the lore and like how it works and it's like fine you're allowed to be creative you're allowed to switch things up but then it's like they keep it in this like room again contained but it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger and it takes fucking nothing to take this girl so then you're like how did it not fucking happen in the first Annabelle movie how is Annabelle not shifted over any other fucking time why is she trying to kill I don't get that either she's trying to kill everybody and it's like so what is her goal? To take the body? To take like an older body? Is she just trying to kill people? It's all over the place. It just fits the needs of whatever the film is. And I hate it. I hate it. You're sure you're allowed to reinvent the character, but you have to keep certain things in check. You have to. Because you'll have weirdos like me who are like, why the fuck is this all over the place? 
and I've left. I've left seeing. I left seeing Annabelle un, unsatisfied. When I was done watching Creation, I wasn't that satisfied. Like it was good. Don't get me wrong, but I wasn't that satisfied. I left the nun wanting my money back. I left Annabelle comes home not satisfied. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of cool nods to stuff. I dug some of the characters in Annabelle comes home. I really did, and I was like, this is great. But I couldn't help but thinking, great, here's seven more spin-off films. And we're no closer to finding out anything. I just don't understand what changed. And I don't want to see any more Valak. And I actually don't want to see any more Annabelle. I don't. I'm done with it. Like, how much more can you hype her up? Like, the Warrens are going to be absolutely fucking useless at this point. And it's not even their series anymore. It should be their series. The Conjuring movie is about the Warrens. And it's not. It's like, yeah, they're going to be in Annabelle Comes Home. And you're like, great. And they're like, all right, we're leaving. Bye. Really? They're in the film for like 15, 20 minutes of this hour, 40-minute film. It's like, why? And don't get me started. I was beyond hyped when they were saying Conjuring 3 is going to be that uh, about a werewolf. James Wan is going to hone his first fucking trilogy. He's never done a trilogy. He always fucking craps out right before the end. He makes a perfect trilogy, like a beginning of the trilogy, and then fucks off. He did it with Insidious, and I'm almost positive he did it with Saw. If he didn't, I think he wrote maybe the second Saw, but he didn't direct it, and then didn't touch any of the other ones. And he's done the same thing now with The Conjuring. Conjuring's in development hell for some reason because he kept keeps taking on other projects. Like, stop, dude, stop. Finish your fucking shit and then do it. And he's like, ah, you know what? The money's too good now, so I'm just not going to do it. I might write it, a little bit of it, not even the whole thing. And uh, yeah. I'm just going to leave. It's like, James, you should not be writing your stories. I love him. He's a creative guy. His writing is atrocious. Some people are great creative minds, but they can't write to save their fucking lives. You have to have him write it with the same people who wrote one and two. But it's not happening, and they don't like it. And who do they get to direct it? Like, The Curse of La Llorona, that film, look at the scores. It's shit. People who love the, the Conjuring franchise said it's shit. People who like horror movies said it's shit. People who knew the actual story, grew up with the story, said it's shit. And what do they do? This guy. Boop. This guy here. He's the one. This is the one who's going to do it. It's like, why? Everybody else who's touched any part of the Conjuring franchise had a good horror movie under their belt. And now they're directing DC films like James Wan. And then we give it to this guy who doesn't have a good track record. He's going to close out one of the biggest horror franchises of this past decade. And I... I and it's not even about the same thing because I know unless they do it, but they like kind of use the werewolf thing in Annabelle 3, which I dug because I was like, well, at least we get it in some way. But why? Why do that? I don't understand why they do that. It's literally because they're going to bank on the name and like shit down our throats. That's exactly how I feel. It's what happened with. Actually, you know what? To be fair, Insidious 2 made me really upset, but they were stepping it up. And then Insidious 3, I really dug. I did. But it would have been better if James Wan, James Wan finished the trilogy. Because I find a lot of directors now either A, don't finish the trilogy when they're the only people for the job. Or they just do their trilogy and and that's it. It's like a double-edged sword. Do you know what I mean? Like he did other stuff. So I feel like he's probably grown a bit as a director. I'd love to see him finish it with a little bit of money. A little bit more of like weight under his name, under his belt. He could get a little more influence. He could have more people on the set. And as I've said in other podcasts, sometimes more is not better. But I feel like if you're going to close up the biggest film, like the biggest trilogy of like this past decade, do it with goddamn style. 
I, I don't understand too why it's taken this long. The Conjuring film, the Conjuring films have been like from 2013 now to 2019. They've had six, seven films. Like they've been knocking them out. And in, in, why? Like I kind of get it. Like when the Conjuring three comes out, that's kind of like it. That's like their end game. People aren't going to be as excited anymore. And I get that. I really, I do. It just, it feels kind of all over the place. Um, yeah, basically my biggest gripes are Annabelle and The Nun. Also, too, kind of cool, if you haven't seen them, this is me not being that angry, they did, like, a bunch of short films that are on YouTube. So, like, had a bunch of independent first-time directors make, like, five to ten-minute shorts that are now technically canon in the series, which is great. There's one called The Nurse, and that's the one I remember the most. And then there's, like, maybe four or five other ones, and they're great. They're great little tidbits. They're great. Um, but it's it's kind of... And then Annabelle now... It's weird because, like, they invited the demon into the doll. And then the doll was built to look like their daughter, which doesn't make sense because if that's the, the case, then that guy made two. So did somebody else just, like, see the doll somewhere and was like, oh, man, I'd love to build a brand new one because that guy was the toy maker and he built one. So already they're right there. I know I mentioned it before, but it's fucked and it doesn't make sense. And it's something I get hung up on. I shouldn't, but I do. And then now... The doll is no longer possessed by this demon. It's possessed by Annabelle Higgins, which is the last name of that toy maker and the name of their daughter. So Annabelle Higgins is somehow now the spirit of this. So when you see Annabelle and Annabelle comes home, it's the daughter, but it's also the demon, the same demon from the first Annabelle. So what the fuck is it? Is it the daughter? Is it the demon? Because why would the daughter come back as a demon? It sounds like I'm rapping, like I'm about to freestyle, but no, it's like, it's such a big plot hole now. I get little girls are scary. I get creepy dolls are scary. But what the fuck is Annabelle? Figure it out. I don't want to see her anymore, though. So, like, either figure it out or be done with it. Like, I, I don't need another Annabelle movie. I don't need another Nun movie. I need a really good Conjuring movie. And I need a fresh IP in that series. I really do. And it can't be something you just shoehorn in. Like, The Curse of La Llorona? No. No. It, what, it would have... It's like... It's one of those things where it's like... If you didn't slap it on there, it would have been a great film. Like, I feel like, for example, like Halloween 3, if it wasn't called Halloween 3, I feel like it would have been regarded as a good movie. Would it have lasted as long? Probably not. It's the same with this movie. I feel like if it wasn't part of the Conjuring franchise, like, tomorrow people would forget about it. No one's going to know about it. There's a lot better films they could have shoehorned into there. And after Conjuring 3, to be perfectly honest with you, if they cut it off there, I would be good with that. I would be good with that. Oh, man. That was good. Um, you know what? I might pick this up a little bit later, um, but probably less angry, probably less raging. And um, yeah, we'll see. Bathsheba! Okay, so just picking up where I left off. First things first, I kept saying Raggedy Man. I don't know. I guess that's like a Doctor Who slip up on my end. It's definitely the Crooked Man. But the Crooked Man, that's from The Conjuring 2. Rewatching some clips after talking about it, I was like, yeah, still like creepy idea but i don't know didn't really work for me um so yeah just clarifying that it is the crooked man so i thought i'd finish off this little rant with uh, actually some positives so i'm gonna bring up all the movies and some things that i liked and um yeah and then i guess we'll just end it on that so first of all the conjuring like i could sh i should honestly just say the entire movie because realistically that movie is essentially flawless um, but some things I did like is um, it feels real. So it 
comes across as like the story is on real people and this actually happens and without doing any research it is perfectly plausible it feels like rooted enough in reality that you can believe that that happened i also really dug the perfect timing of um well okay another like i was gonna say a couple things but the era it feels very 70s and i dug it everything about it felt 70s without being over the top or tacky it's hard to do sometimes sometimes overkill makes it charming but sometimes it almost always kills it and i thought they just they nailed that perfectly and um i thought the timing of the um jump scares was perfect because you don't want a jump scare to be everything in a in a horror film because then it's it's not memorable do you know what i mean it's 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 purely in the moment type scares and you're not going to take anything away from that i feel like constructing the story perfectly so that when a jump scare does happen it is the memorable part it's hard to do and it's hard to set up and i think the conjuring did it perfectly that hand clap scene i think everybody knows what i'm talking about is probably one of the most memorable memorable parts of the entire franchise let alone the entire film so that's a top thing uh annabelle um not many things to good things to say about this one uh like i said i dug the demon like the actual demon design i thought that was neat um I mean, their apartment was pretty cool, and I liked the the blonde Mia. She she was pretty good. Like, I mean, I don't think you're gonna see too many people from this film and other films afterwards. And uh, again, it kind of nailed the era. Um, but I don't like. I don't really take away anything from that film. I didn't really dig it. Moving on to The Conjuring Two, I'm just gonna talk about these chronologically, as you can probably tell by now. The Conjuring 2, I dug the love story. I dug how much more fleshed out the Warrens, their love story was. All like the the way that music played into the story more because music was essential in the first film. I really dig how um, Elvis is really tied in and like the very like British London-y kind of sounds are tied into it. And that's all very good. Um, the Old Man Ghost, I thought was very, very creepy. And honestly, I, I, I did like that he was like a patsy ghost. Like he was like a proxy ghost for Valak because it kind of is a little twist, even though I'm not, like, the biggest Valak fan. But I like the old man, and I like the whole possession and stuff. I thought that was great. That was, like, a whole other side that I wanted, and it felt like it tied in a lot with the same sort of rules that were set up in the first film. I thought that was great. And um, I like that the Warrens are front and center. I really do. Even if they're not, like, even if they were in a bad movie, I feel like if the Warrens were front and center in a film, then that's basically all I want out of it. Like I said, I liked Valak. I liked the Crooked Man, not the Raggedy Man, like I said while I was ranting like a madman earlier. Um, And they're good in small amounts. I would not want a second film. I'm glad those two films are on ice. And I thought, too, all of the actors in the film were great. That's the one thing I can say about the Conjuring films. Nobody's role feels like it's not necessary or could have been done, like, any better. Like, everybody who are in those roles fully flesh out what they're given and they do it well and um i feel like the conjuring 2 isn't brought up as much as a conjuring 1 and it isn't as good it really isn't but it's just by like a slim amount it's like drinking pepsi out of a can to having like pepsi in a bottle like you can tell something's different we all know it's better in a can but it's still very good it's very very good it's not like drinking rc cola that's flat like annabelle because that's what that is um and then moving on 
uh, Annabelle Creation. A couple things I liked is much more fleshed out story. Very, very fleshed out. I loved it. All of the characters in it were well acted. Was it frustrating? Yes. If something threw a ball to you from a dark room without making noise, would you throw it back in there? No. You'd scream, you'd run away, you'd shit your pants. But it's fine. That's not what I'm talking about. Things I like. Um, I liked that they did develop the lore more for Annabelle, even though I don't like how it turned out. I think giving the character something more was creative. It builds something onto the world. Even though I don't like it, it doesn't mean I can't admire them for trying because they did a good job. And it wasn't lazy. I felt like the first Annabelle was lazy. It was just a cheap cash-in. They didn't really give it too much. But that's what happens when you rush something out to market. Um, that second Annabelle, though, was great. Um, I really liked the atmosphere. It had like a very like pet cemetery kind of vibe at the beginning, mixed with like a little bit of like exorcism. And um, it definitely felt the most part of the Conjuring universe without relying too heavily on... Um, past uh past uh i guess entries which was cool i like that um yeah and i just like that the demon was actually trying to get out and was trying to get a person Uh, this is still like this is like the last time we see annabelle just as like a possessed doll conduit because like halfway through this film annabelle and the demon that is annabelle just becomes like uber powerful and uh yeah and i this is something I can say I liked. The retcon at the end was admirable. I dug that they were like, oh, you know that shitty Annabelle movie? This is how we're going to fix it. And they, they tried, and I thought that was great. Um, what else do we have here? The Nun. Um, something I really dug about The Nun was the lore of how Valak was first contained. It was like a very holy place, or it was a very like demonic place. This like Duke sets up uh, a portal with all of his like henchwomen to open up the the beast for this strong demon, which is Valak, and they're almost there when all of a sudden, like, the, the Knights Templar come, and they, like, they basically, like, pillage and plunder and put an end to it, and they drop, like, the blood of Jesus Christ, and it seals it, and it stays sealed, and they make it, like, one of the most holy monasteries, and that was rad, and then it's, like, opened up after, like, World War II, like, rogue bombing, and it's, like, that is cool, like, I dug that. But don't get me wrong, the beginning of The Nun was very cool, and I saw on something else that, like, basically the setup for the nun feels like a very thinly veiled remake of dracula and that's totally the vibes you get for it i really really enjoyed it i was really on board for it and then it just didn't work after that um oh another thing i kind of dug about the uh about the nun was that they cast vera Firminga's actually a baby sister to play um the nun in there and while they don't like have any actual like relation in the film it kind of like gives like a different kind of like a tie to the film where it's like you kind of like buy the lineage like maybe like that's why she's like drawn to her um i just thought that was kind of neat that it worked for me i mean you could definitely like read deeper into it but they didn't so why bother and that i dug that i dug too like all of the ghosts were there like to protect like they were kind of sealed there you don't really get you don't really understand if they are the still the spirits of the nuns like trapped there to make good to try and stop Valak or if like Valak has like um kind of like made them their own thing because some of the nuns have like good intentions some of them have sinister intentions that was kind of cool it was kind of neat and then again another retcon at the end 
this is there's spoilers by the way if you haven't told by this whole thing you um maurice is like the guy that is in the first conjuring movie when they're showing the exorcist scene it might be from the second conjuring movie where he grabs her because he is possessed by valak and then she sees valak so it's cool that they retcon all that it takes away a little bit from the first movie because sometimes as i said less is more so just like leaving it to your imagination kind of adds a bit but i thought that that was great um even though like you can totally tell they're not the same person it's kind of like uh, when you see Tony Stark's dad in Iron Man 1 compared to all the other ones. They're like, ah, it doesn't really look like him. But you buy it. It's kind of neat. It doesn't really add anything, but it's like a kind of nice little accoutrement to add to it. And I thought that was really cool. Um, as I said, Curse of La Llorona. Didn't watch it. I think it's cool that they... Um, from what I can tell, like, there was going to be a scene where they were going to take something that, like, actually kept the like la, the like the the lady the cursed lady or whatever at bay and they were going to bring it to the warrens i thought that would have been cool if they added that in there i really dug the premise when i was like reading about it and was getting excited for it because it's such like a a story that's such deeply entrenched in like um hispanic like lore um but they didn't do all of that and it apparently was very watered down i haven't seen it i really don't have a desire to see it because i feel like it's like kind of like adding venom to the mcu like if you do it it's gonna like really water down the product um and i just i just yeah it just it was like when they were gonna add blade to the mcu it would have been like somehow tying an x-men to the mcu like when it was in its original fox incarnation i don't want to see it it's bad right don't do that i don't know i just yeah i didn't want to see that and then also what do we got left here oh yeah annabelle comes home a couple things i liked like i said I really dug all the extra new characters, like all like the bad guys. Um, my favorite one was the fairy man. Is it the fairy man or the fairy king? It might be the fairy king. That design, creepy as hell. And I dug the coin on the eyes um, because that's something that's very like entrenched in like normal history and normal like, um, I guess folklore. Because um, it's, it's like as old as time. It's like from the ancient Greeks to like all the way through Europe to like the Irish. That's basically where he gets like the name the fairy king. I'm pretty sure the actual fairy king in the Greek mythology, I can't think of the name right now. Ah, goddamn. He's basically like the um, the um, captain of the, the ship that brings the bodies to and fro like the River of Sticks to Hades. God, I can't think of his name right now. But it's really, really cool. And I like that they pull on that because it's like, yes, it's believable. And yes, it's like that's something that um, could be in the real world because it's something that's been talked about for so long. The bride thing was a little cliche, but I dug that, and I really, really liked the werewolf um, uh, scenario. It just—it was like a werewolf that you'd never seen before. It's not like an actual werewolf. Uh, it's not like a person who turns into a werewolf. That, that would be a classic uh, expected werewolf. It was more like a spirit. It was more like a curse. It was something that was like was a um, a figment of like a spell. Once the book was opened and like used, then it was like basically this like thing appeared it like formed from nothing and it was like unstoppable so even if you were to shoot it even if you were to like hit it it would turn into like a puff of like smoke or like gas and then it would reform and it was it couldn't be stopped until you did whatever needed to be done with that book to stop it i thought that was very very cool um i dug weirdly i dug everybody's hair all the hairdos like the main babysitter's hair uh, that was like and the um and like uh the daughter julie is it julie or judy uh their hair it was like very um 70s like turn of 60s 70s like hair and i thought like the hair and the wardrobe weirdly enough like nailed it it was very very perfect it was very on like on the dot perfect um it was cool to see the warrens i wish they tied into it a little bit more 
but damn, I'll take any time I see the Warrens. Um, and yeah, just overall, I know I was like really, really harsh for this series, but it is easily my top 10 favorite horror franchises out. And I am excited to see what they do with The Conjuring 3, even though I am super disappointed that James Wan won't be directing it. Um, other than that, though, yeah, thanks so much for, uh, for listening to this, guys. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Stay rad and uh, Tyler out. folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.